Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Hello, hello, hello. Davey Portman here for a special edition of Up Next on Post Wrestling. Um, we have a very special guest this week um, that's tying in with the release of the brand new WWE 2K19 game. A game that I actually have on pre-order. I'm very much looking forward to playing it myself and beating Braden Harrington in every possible match there is. Um, so he was a contestant in Season 5 of Tough Enough. He is the MC, announcer, and commentator for Hood Slam Wrestling. He is the winner of the 2016 Rock the Promo and the voice of My Career Mode on WWE 2K19. You may know him as Brosif Joe Brody. I know him as John Pollock's long-lost identical twin. <laughs> My guest today is AJ Kirsch. AJ, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm struggling just to live up to that fantastic introduction. Thank you very, very much. <laughs> You're very welcome. Um, now, I, I watched your unboxing earlier on, on Twitter and YouTube. So have you yeah. actually had a chance to play the game yet? No, I haven't. Um, and it's driving me nuts. It, I have uh, 2K Games was generous enough to um, let me host an unboxing of the uh, woo edition of 2k19 and then you know they were just kind of like you know why don't you just why don't you just keep that so i'm thrilled to have it um i haven't had a chance to actually sit down and play it just because the last few days and for that matter the next few days are going to be absolutely relentless um and that's actually one of the challenges i have as a gamer nowadays is actually just finding the time to be able to sit down and enjoy a video game but I know it's going to happen sooner or later, but the short answer to your question is no, I have not had a chance to play it yet. And it, I have it. It's, I'm looking right at it right now. Oh, it's so me, frustrating. No. Rick Flair is staring at me like, dude, just leave the interview and just start playing. And I'm yeah. like, I can't. I can't. 
Well, I'm I'm sorry for keeping you away from that today, but I I very oh, much appreciate you. your time. Um, that that I mean, I I love video games as well. I used to uh, play a lot with my brother back home. He's a few years older than me, so it was kind of before this like uh, PewDiePie and Twitch generation of watching people play games. I just sit in my room and watch my brother complete GoldenEye and all those N64 games. That was like yeah. my childhood. Um, me too. And now I I love games, but I just I don't have the time to play anymore. I'm still like barely halfway through Uncharted 4. I've got uh, all the Arkham games that I'm nowhere near completing. It's it's very frustrating, but balancing uh, like a professional life, a social life, and and having to fit in watching hours of wrestling as well, it's it's quite tricky to actually find the time to play these games. Yeah, who knew adulting took so much time? I know, it's like, hard work, right? It, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that I can't just sit down for hours on a Saturday afternoon anymore and just watch WCW. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> um, you, you mentioned yourself you're a, you're a big gamer um, or, or try to be as much as you can uh, with your schedule. Um, what are some, some games that like you you grew up on or, or are just personal favorites of yours that you always go back to or look forward to the new release of? Uh, for me, that title and that franchise has always been Legend of Zelda. Um, okay. as, you, as you saw in the unboxing video, which, um, you know, for those of you listening, you can find it on YouTube by searching WWE 2K19 unboxing. Um, you know, I had <laughs> one of my key, the key to my apartment is a Legend of Zelda Master Sword key so wow. i'm i'm something of a zelda geek so uh zelda is the one franchise that you know uh and even you know i don't like saying it but like i don't i watch so much wrestling and i still am heavily involved in pro wrestling so when i want to sit down and play a video game it's not always pro wrestling so more than anything else it's the legend of zelda series that i've refused to just kind of put that one down i've stopped playing Halo, I stopped playing Madden. Um, it's just Legend of Zelda. And if you have not played Breath of the Wild yet, reevaluate re your life decisions because Breath of the Wild is probably the single most satisfying video game experience I've ever had. It's amazing. My housemate and myself have been talking about getting a Switch. It just looks so good. And oh, and like Mario Kart. And so we have a thing on our on our podcast. We talk about it quite a bit. Uh, we play a game called Birio Kart. Are you familiar with this? Birio Kart? I'm yeah. not, but I have an idea of what's involved. So it's, <laughs> it's you play Mario Kart, um, but sure. your challenge is to finish a pint of beer during the race. But obviously, uh, that's irresponsible. So you can't drink and drive at the same time. So every time you oh, want to no. have some of your drink, you pull over to the side of the road and have some of your beer. And when you're ready to to drive again you pick your controller back up and off you go um so i'm actually better at that uh than regular mario kart against my house he, he always wins the traditional one i win the uh the boozy one maybe it's it's right. from my british roots i think uh help me out a lot in that well ba balance is healthy it's nice that you know it's nice that you two are balance each other out in that sense absolutely um, so yeah, we've been talking about getting the Switch because we're actually playing it on the N64 at the moment and uh, Zelda obviously is, it's the must-have game on any Nintendo console. And I, yeah. I feel that's and 
it's Zelda and Mario is what are always going to keep Nintendo in business. Oh yeah, and also from what I understand, with the money that Nintendo's made off of the Pokemon franchise, like they're not going anywhere anytime soon. I'm pretty oh, sure they could just they could just sit there with their thumb up their ass for a century and be just just fine. Because they're they're still churning out though the like the TV shows, the the trading cards, and I mean I I was playing with them. Uh, 15, 16 years ago, I think, when it, it yeah. very first started. And it, it seems it's as popular now as it was then, which is pretty awesome because most most things come in and out of fashion quite a lot, whereas it's remained pretty consistent. Right. Well, now all those gamers that were young are now, you know, they're adults now and they have money to spend on those games that they played when they were kids. And hell, I even heard there there's a rumor that there is a Legend of Zelda theme park opening somewhere in Orlando. I, it's part of a bigger theme park or might be part of a Nintendo theme park that's in the works or something. But I heard that and I was like, holy crap, I want to be there on like, I want to cut the ribbon on that one. I want to yeah, be there. Absolutely. I, I believe, yeah, Nintendo Land is happening um, oh, very soon. Oh, God, that's it. Which, like, real-life Mario Kart and all that will be fantastic. Oh, oh my God. They'll be printing money. Absolutely. Um, so my personal favorite games, I like the kind of, uh, story driven games. Um, like, uh, The Last of Us is probably my favorite game of all time. Um, okay. but I'm a big fan of like the old Monkey Island series and Day of the Tentacle. And I think part of it for me comes down to, um, the actual, uh, characters in the game and the voice acting. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, the Last of Us, especially. I don't know anyone who's completed that game and not shed a tear at the end. It's it's like a movie, the whole thing. Um, right. And the the cast in it are fantastic. And obviously, that's uh, your main thing with the with the new game. You're providing the voice for um, for the main character of the My Career Mode. Correct. Um, have you had you done much uh, voice acting before this? I know, obviously, you're very experienced in the in the wrestling world, and uh, you do uh, you act yourself. Um, you said you, mm -hmm. you had an audition the other day, even. Um, but right, had you yeah. done much voice acting up until this point? I've done a little bit of voice work, um, mostly stuff for just ads, uh, so nothing particularly, you know, emotive. Um, but. Talking, to, you know, going back to something you just mentioned, like I was well aware that video games, especially when they first started introducing voiceovers, are almost notoriously bad for their voice acting. At least they were at one point. Like I remember just playing through, I think it was Resident Evil or Resident Evil Two, and just like rolling my eyes at some of the dialogue and some of the delivery, and so I was just like, God, I just want, I just, you know, of course I want people to like it. But I want, I want it to be as authentic as possible. So when I was first, when I was first told about the role, I didn't even know it was for 2K19. It was, they gave me a working title. So it's like, I, I, I thought it was for a, a TV show or a movie or something. So it was encouraging when I could bring my real life experience to the role. It really made it feel less like acting and more just putting myself in situations that I've actually lived as you know, a wannabe wrestler and then an independent wrestler and, you know, just kind of trying to claw my way through my career. So 
it wasn't hard to put myself in that position and to see the feedback after the my career trailer dropped was really encouraging because as i'm sure you know video game fans and wrestling fans can both be particularly brutal audiences oh absolutely so, so the two combined is gonna be deadly <laughs> oh exactly exactly so I guess I'll find out within the next few days, um, considering that the uh, Deluxe and Woo editions drop uh, tomorrow as you and I are recording this. They drop on Friday, October the 5th, and 2K19 is out worldwide on Tuesday, October the 9th. So it won't be long until I get that feedback. And I'm sure, you know, you're not going to please everybody, so I'm expecting some people to shit all over me. But for the most part, if the uh trailer has been any indication and you know there's some videos that are now out there with like the first hour of my career it seems like uh it's being received very warmly which you know i'm not gonna lie it means i get to breathe a sigh of relief that i don't have two of the most passionate fan communities in the world up my ass absolutely um so can i just take you back to the uh the audition you said you thought you were going up for a uh, like a movie or a TV show about uh, someone starting off to be a wrestler. Um, do you remember the working title by any chance? I do. Is that... I am not at sure. It's confidential. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So what was the audition process? Um, what's, sorry, what was that? We spoke over each other. Oh, I'm sorry. I said I got to pick my words carefully with some of these answers. Of course. Even though the game's pretty much... You know, even though the game's coming out in a matter of hours, again, as you and I record this, there's still some things they want me to keep confident. Yeah, no, that's absolutely fine. Um, so what was the audition process uh, for the game? Um, so I'm signed with an agent here in the San Francisco Bay Area, which is where I'm based out of. And they hooked me up with an audition for, again, what I thought was a TV show or a movie about an independent wrestler who you know, is just struggling to to stay in the business and trying to get a look from WWE. So they first brought me in to audition just like I would anything else at a casting office that I've been to, you know, dozens if not hundreds of times by now. Uh, I had lines to talk, you know, I had lines to, to learn real quick and a scene to act out in front of camera. And then that footage would go to the producers of wwe 2k19 and um it was i don't think there was a callback i think it was just one audition um because sometimes they'll have you audition they'll narrow down their prospects and then they'll bring back you know their favorites and then choose from their favorites but i think it was just one audition and then usually after an audition if i don't hear back that they want me for the project after two three days at the most I just write it off that I didn't get it because if you didn't get it, you'll just never hear from them, which is one of the challenges of being an actor. You just you have to deal with a whole lot more rejection than people accepting you for their role. So, uh, but then, you know, a week or so, a week or maybe even two weeks went by. And then I got an email from somebody at 2K saying, congratulations, we'd like to offer you the role. Um, but by the way, it's not, for working title working title is actually just code for the my career mode in wwe 2k19 and i had to reread that email like three or four times before it actually sank in and then i remember where i was i was in the car at the time i was at a stoplight so i was checking my email I wasn't driving but as i was at a stoplight and i just remember 
rolling the windows down and turning up the music and just rocking <laughs> out hard, being like, I can't believe this is freaking happening. And even as I say that right now, on the eve of the game actually coming out, I still kind of can't believe this is happening. Oh, I bet. It's, uh, I always find it's, uh, acting roles when you get them are like, are kind of like winning the lottery because it's, you're going to do a job that you love and yep. you're going to get paid for it as well. And it's also so flipping competitive out there that you think yeah. it, it's like winning the lottery for me. Um, every time and especially as you said two weeks later when you've probably moved on forgotten about the audition even happening in a way because you're as you say you're used right. to that window and you just move on so it must have kind of hit you from nowhere almost oh yeah it was like by that time i'd already forgotten about it i was already you know thinking about what's next and you know i think i'd already had another audition or two for separate projects so now my hopes were vested in those projects, but growing up a gamer, growing up a wrestling fan, um, having been in the independent since 2005, like this is as close to a dream job as I've ever had. Um, I don't want to say ever will have because, you know, my, I've surprised myself throughout my career before, and I can't wait to see how I'm going to surprise myself again. Absolutely. Um, so you said your wrestling career started, um, in 2005, I, uh, I saw that you started off, was it with APW you worked with, uh, for a while and, um, early in my career. Yeah. But even prior to APW, all pro wrestling, and if that sounds familiar, it's because that was the independent promotion featured in the beyond the mat documentary that came out in the late nineties. Right. Um, but you know, they, uh, prior to them, uh, I started at pro championship wrestling PCW, which is kind of funny considering that the fictitious promotion in 2k19 is BCW. So very similar. And, but, and we have a PCW in the UK as well that I, I used to attend to a lot when I lived there. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um so started in, in, with pro championship wrestling, uh, who are now based out of Oroville, California, kind of the central, uh, central part of California and they're still going by the way. So, you know, if you're in California and you're listening to this, I highly suggest you train at pro championship wrestling. Um, but yeah, started there in 2003, hurt myself. Uh, I broke my ankle six weeks into training, trying something that was, you know, I definitely was not ready to try. So I had to learn that the hard way. Um, and then the idea was still to always wrestle but I started working as a referee just to get acquainted with being in front of the crowd and to learn how the wrestlers communicate with each other. Um, and then I made my debut in October of 2005. And then shortly after, started working for All Poor Wrestling. And uh, what was your first uh, gimmick name? I didn't have one. It was just AJ Kirsch. It was just AJ Kirsch. Uh, that's it. I mean, it's, it's funny because, you know, when you're young, you often fantasize about the wrestler that you would be if you're going to be a wrestler. And then when you're actually faced with someone being like, okay, what's your name? And in the moment, you're just kind of like, uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, you know, you, um, alluded to the interview I had with uh, Steve Austin on this podcast, uh, a couple weeks ago. And that's how he got the name stunning Steve. He like, you know, I think it was Dutch Mantel was like, what's your name, kid? And he didn't, Steve didn't have a name. So Dutch Mantel was like, all right, well, you have 
an hour or two hours or whatever it was. I'm going to come back, find you, and you better have a name by then. He found him again. Steve didn't have a name. So I think Dutch was the one who was just like, all right, well, you're Steve fucking Austin. And, you know, didn't it's do just badly, another example. No, no, he, he, he did okay for himself. I think he did okay for himself. Um, so you were working, were you working full time uh, wrestling at this time or was it uh, with like other jobs? I, don't know. I, was, I was very much a, a weekend warrior and the idea was to eventually go pro and full time. But, you know, I had a job and, um, you know, just wasn't making enough money as a greener than goose shit independent wrestler um, in. And this was in 2005, too. So it wasn't like wrestling was in the best of places. Absolutely. At the time. A whole lot whole lot has changed since then completely and did you have any sort of aspirations for acting around this time no it was really all about uh wrestling at that time it really wasn't until my stint on wwe tough enough that one i realized my contributions to wrestling are more valuable behind a microphone than they are in the ring and two that i should make an effort to seek other projects in different avenues of entertainment to make myself a more valuable commodity to WWE um, because, you know, they send their talent on movies and TV shows and talk shows and radio shows and guest appearances on God knows how many different shows. And, and, you know, they want to, they want their talent to be able to do everything. So when I was on tough enough, or rather when I was eliminated from Tough Enough, it was like, okay, I'm at least on the WWE's radar at this point. How can I make myself more valuable to them? So that's why I signed with an agency and started doing acting gigs. But lo and behold, the acting career has kept me busy enough and kept me paid enough that between acting and commercial work and wrestling shows on the weekends, I'm able to make a living. I'm able to save money. I'm able to live a lifestyle that I really like. So, and, and it led me back full circle to WWE 2K19. So I'm very happy with the decisions Funny I made. Turn out, my yeah. career. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so you'd say, you said your, um, your strengths were, I guess your, your talking and your character and your promo more so than, uh, than the wrestling or that's how you feel you, uh, we're going to be more successful. Um, yeah. And this was definitely the case with uh, the Rocks promo battle that was a couple of years ago. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so The Rock launched his YouTube channel in 2016 with the Rock the Promo competition. And it was a 10-week, uh, a weekly, a 10-episode weekly um, promo competition tournament um so in short he found um 10 names from pro wrestling uh you know some some pretty damn big names who i'll mention in a second to evaluate promos from anybody who thought they could cut a decent promo so you know just being very comfortable on a microphone i was like oh rock's doing a promo contest i feel like i have a decent shot at maybe progressing in that so I cut a promo as Broseph Joe Brody, the character that was uh, born at Hood Slam in Oakland, but has you know popped up in several different promotions all over the West Coast at this point. 
And um, after, let's see if I can get this order right. After getting the nod from Kurt Angle, Cody Rhodes, no, Kurt Angle, Christian, Cody Rhodes, Mick Foley, and then The Rock himself made the final call uh, when myself and the other finalists had to cut our promos in front of him, in person, um, you know, I ended up winning the Rock the Promo Championship, and there hasn't been another one since. So makes me the first and only Rock the Promo Champion. Damn. That's uh, yeah. quite the title to have. I'm very proud of it. There's not a lot of physical stuff that I hang on to throughout my career. I'm not really attached to the physical items. I'm more attached to the the memory and the experience and what I was feeling at the time, but I am not parting with that Rock the Promo Championship. Of course not. Is it uh, hung up on your wall at all? It is in a dust jacket nice. that uh, sits in my roller bag, and I take it with me to shows. And of course, you know, you know, fans want to take pictures with it, and Sweet. I like showing it off. I mean, I'm very, you know, I'm proud of it. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Um, so back to the the game. Um, you, it's kind of I've seen sort of clips online so far, and there's like you interacting with um, uh, Matt Bloom and. Yep. Uh, all these kind of things backstage where I've played the last game and I'm, I can't remember there being voices on the previous games. It's more just written dialogue from what I remember. Um, yeah. How, how much did you have to record and like how long was this whole process? Oh man. Well, I think there were over a thousand lines of dialogue um, that in the final game are spread across over 200 cutscenes. Um voiceovers from 26 WWE superstars. I didn't actually record with them, which would have been a blast, but you know, they're God, I mean, they have, they're notorious for having the busiest schedules in the world. So they just recorded wherever they could and then sent it in. But, um, it was, you know, we shot over a week. We started at eight in the morning and we, we left probably around five and would break for a half hour for lunch. But, that was it. They were pretty intense days and they did not have a lot of time. They had, they were also working on the um, NBA franchise. They had NBA 2K coming oh, wow. out that I think just came out like a month or so ago. So it's like, they are on a very tight schedule and they, um, they just had to crank it out. And I didn't mean, that doesn't mean it was going to be bad. They were going to get it right, but they definitely were moving at a very e- efficient pace. And I, I assume you would have had to uh, cut a few promos in the game as well, would you not? I did, yeah. Uh, a lot of the promos, um, there are a lot of promos in the game. And, you know, they had a full-size WWE ring in the motion capture studio. So, um, you know, it's, anytime you actually get to step into a WWE ring, it's always, it's always a blast. So being able to cut promos, which is definitely my forte, in a WWE ring and knowing that it was going to end up in WWE 2K19, again, just surreal is the word I keep going back to. It was absolutely surreal and surreal still to just talk about it. And did you have any uh, sort of leeway with your promos? Was it very heavily scripted that you had to keep word for word or did you have a little room to sort of improvise a little with it? Um, We stuck to the script for the most part, but um, they, if, I had a suggestion. They were all ears because they nice. were aware of my experience in wrestling. So it's like, if this word 
sounds out of place or maybe this character would say something else. Um, they were very receptive to playing around with it. Um, but you know, they did, they did write out a huge script and they wanted to, they have a very specific story that they want to tell. So there was room for leeway, but they knew what they wanted to get. Sure. Um, and you, uh, you mentioned the mocap as well. Was this, was the mocap just for the, the actual wrestling or was there just sort of physical moving and doing the dialogue? Were you doing the dialogue in the mocap suit as well? Yeah. So the dialogue for my character, for the, my player character, um, I was doing the motion capture and the dialogue at the same time. Um, so I was in the motion capture suit. And then you also put on this kind of headgear that has a camera and a microphone just right, just a couple inches away from your face. So they can track your eye movement. They can track your facial expressions. And they want to get as much dialogue at the time of motion capture as they can so that the scene comes off as naturally as possible. Uh, they did bring me back for a couple pickup shots just because they wanted different emotion or they just wanted me to do it again for whatever reason. So when we were doing the pickup shots, I had to match my voice with the movement happening on camera because they already got the motion capture. That's not to say it still doesn't come off as natural, but it just poses another challenge when you're trying to match what you're saying um, to match the timing of somebody's body language. So for the most part, 95% of it, uh, probably even a little bit more than that, dialogue and motion capture were happening at the same time. Wow. And was this your first experience ever doing uh, mocap as well? Yeah. Yeah, it was. 2K19 was my first time doing mocap. And again, just a huge bucket list item as a, as a lifelong gamer, a very passionate gamer. Um, and the fact that I was able to cross it off cross off that bucket list item with 2k19 again surreal yeah yeah i'm a massive lord of the rings fan so i feel like if i were to put on the suit i'd have to be Gollum for like just five minutes just exactly. let it get it get exactly. get it out of my system and then right let's get to work right well speaking of getting it out of your system like we had monitors so we were in the motion capture suit and then there were monitors kind of sprinkled throughout the motion capture studio and on the monitors is your like flesh-toned meat puppet video game model without a face or any uh, any customization whatsoever. But just watching the monitor and then you walk forward and you watch yourself walk forward and then you walk backward and then you just start acting up, like you just start dancing and just doing all this weird stuff just to watch yourself on the monitor as a video game model do the same thing. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Oh, I bet, yeah. And were you working with... So it was just you all the time, wasn't it? Or were you working with other people? No, it wasn't, people? actually. It wasn't? Um, no. No, it was um, myself and then uh, a friend of mine who actually recently got signed to WWE NXT, uh, wrestled on the indies as Manny Favorino. He voices Cole Quinn. Um, and he and I have this ongoing story throughout the entire uh, My Career mode. Um, and then as far as, you know, we had, we weren't, recording the motion capture or voiceover with the WWE superstars. So 2K found people that were comparable in size and dimensions to, you know, Triple H and Braun Strowman and all these other guys to come in and stand in and they would do the lines, but Triple H or Braun Strowman's voice would be dubbed over um, later on. So sure. 
you know, I don't think I was alone once actually, except for the pickup lines that they just needed to get my dialogue. But, um, you know, there were some, if you're tuned in to wrestling outside of WWE, and if you kind of pick the top five or six names from the top five or six promotions that aren't WWE, there's a good chance you'll pluck out a couple of guys who were there doing motion capture with me. Right. Okay, that's pretty cool. I, I know, like, Austin Aries did the game a few years ago. Um, right. So that's that's pretty awesome. Um, and obviously you haven't had a chance to play the game yet, but how does it differ from sort of previous outings? I mean, I don't think I've ever felt more pressure to deliver, uh, just because, again... The, the fan bases are extremely passionate. Um, obviously, me growing up a wrestling fan, growing up a gamer, I wanted to knock it out of the park. Um, from the feedback I've gotten from the 2K crew, that's what happened. And I'm, you know, that's very encouraging to hear it. But really, it's about what the fans think. So I'm just, I, I'm going to be eternally grateful to be a part of it. Like, I there's going to be... There's a part of me that is going to live on forever in Absolutely. WWE and in video game lore. And that just, I'm, you know, I'm, oftentimes I'm at a loss for words, as you as you heard right there for just a moment. <laughs> the words escape me when I try to capture how it makes me feel. But also, I'm still a fan. Like, I'm still a wrestling fan. I'm still a video game fan. And because we have social media nowadays and because we didn't back when I was like a young video game fan and a young wrestling fan I try to put myself in the fans shoes and like if somebody tweets me or or you know just reaches out on social media I know if I were that 10 year old or 12 year old or 14 year old or really I mean even if I was a full grown adult I would pop if if that person liked my tweet or got back to me or replied to me so I'm making myself as available as possible to the WWE universe, to the video game community, and really just trying to let everybody know how grateful I am to be in the position I, I'm in. It's not lost on me that this is an unbelievable opportunity, and I'm making the absolute most of it. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you sound genuinely, like, so chuffed with everything. It's pretty yeah, awesome to hear. Exactly. Um, That's a good way of putting it. I am just stuffed with everything right now. <laughs> Um, you said you, you don't really play the wrestling games that much. Did you at all when you were younger? And do you have a, a particular favorite if you, if you had have, if you have had them in the past? Oh, I have definitely had them in the past and I am in that, uh, very passionate, no mercy. Oh, crowd. yeah, absolutely. That's, that's my number one. And, and nothing against the 2K franchise because what you can do, what you've been able to do since No Mercy is like light years beyond what you were able to do um, in 99, 2000, 2001. But there's just no substitute for that time and place in your life when you're playing No Mercy. Like those, those hours where you're playing with your friends and people are cursing and throwing controllers yeah. and you know, your friendships are literally tested during No Mercy. And I think that THQ engine that they had was just so easy to pick up and play, but at the same time, so difficult to truly master. Um, 
it was also at a time in wrestling that wrestling was never hotter. It was at the peak of the Attitude Era. So you had Austin and Rock and Taker and Foley and and Triple H and just the unbelievable depth of arguably the best WWE roster in history and pair that with the with the engine of THQ and just how much fun it was to play. Um, and I remember the you know, career mode on that game out. being fantastic. Okay. I, I remember the career mode on that game being fantastic. And yeah. that's what I, I missed from some of the earlier 2K outings were the... It was cool doing sort of Austin's career or the Attitude Era story or whatever, but I know what happens. And there's something about being able to play as yourself going through a career and starting from the beginning and winning the rumble and going to mania and winning that that's what the fans really want to do or at least i think and i think that's where no mercy was great and it seems like i mean it's taken it light years ahead with the new game right exactly and you know if there is somebody you know you get the chance to play somebody else's story too with uh the daniel bryan showcase mode and i don't know if there's anybody who has a more inspiring story than Daniel Bryan with his years on the Indies with finally making it to WWE back when NXT was a TV show. It wasn't even its own brand. The performance center wasn't even around. And then to climb through the ranks of WWE to main event WrestleMania only to retire and then come back. Like that's an amazing story. So I don't think they could have picked anybody better as far as the showcase mode this year than Daniel Bryan. Absolutely. I, I wasn't even aware that was the the, the story game in the, this one. So, oh, yeah. And that, yeah. that was my first WrestleMania. WrestleMania 30 was the first one I went to. So, uh, oh, yeah, that he really brought me. I, I fell out of the product for quite a while. And um, I actually came back when The when the Rock returned. He sort of mm. brought me back into it because it was something from my childhood coming back. And right. it was pretty much Daniel Bryan that made me stick around. So, yeah. yeah, I'd love to play that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. And, you know, I hear that they have, like, little Easter eggs and little bonuses in there to, like, really reward the true diehard wrestling fans. So there's there's definitely... Because Daniel Bryan is, you know, he's he was an indie darling at some point. And WWE Games, they're very aware of their audience. They're very aware of feedback. And so for those diehard wrestling fans who may not even be super excited to buy or play a wwe video game you're like you're gonna be glad you did when you play through the showcase mode with daniel bryan nice um do you still uh you're obviously quite involved still with um uh with the indie scene uh do you still keep in touch with wwe are you still a, a regular follower of the product not as much as i'd like to just because i don't have that kind of, of course time. yeah i mean you mean you yeah, don't have six hours. hours a week to watch wrestling? I know. Weird, right? Yeah. Weird. Um, but, you know, I, I'm on social media all the time. So if I can't catch it, I'll usually just catch the highlights on social media. Uh, I am actually genuinely excited for the Super Showdown that's happening this weekend in Australia. Um, you know, I don't care how many times they do it. I don't care how old they are. If Undertaker and Triple H are wrestling each other, you have my complete and undivided attention. I'm, I'm going to be the same. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait because, you know, they're, I don't think, I would hope they don't just do the same old thing. Well, I mean, at the same time, though, fans kind of want the same old thing. 
They want the game and they want the dead man. And with Kane in Undertaker's corner and Shawn Michaels in Triple H's corner, that's just too much star power, too much nostalgia, too many legends and icons in the same place at the same time to not be excited. It's okay to let yourself be excited at a WWE show. Absolutely. And it's so easy now to watch alternative types of wrestling. If you are, because there are people going, why are they bringing out these old guys again and again? But you're right. It's, it's nostalgia and there is a time and a place for it. And I think uh, like Australia is, come on. I mean, it looks like we might see Shawn Michaels uh, in the ring again. Like, how can you not get excited about that? Even if Well, he... hang on, hang on. You you bring it up, so let's talk about it. Let's I, do it. Shawn Michaels is the guy that made me want to be a wrestler. Right. But I do not want to see him get back in the ring. I want, him, I want him to be the one guy who honors his word when he says he's going to retire. Yeah. Like, I think that sign of respect to The Undertaker and that kind of respect with in honoring your word in a business when retirement means literally the opposite of that. Sure. It just means they're going away for three months, getting a haircut and then coming back. Like, yeah, I, I, and I love Shawn Michaels to death. I think he is the best wrestler of all time. Um, I don't want to see him go back on his word. It cheapens his match against the undertaker. It cheapens his word to the undertaker. And I know it's wrestling. I know it's, you know, you can get away with just, a, you can give birth to a hand and it's still remembered. <laughs> but I just, I just don't want him to, I want him to be the guy that actually honors his word. And that I think just speaks volumes about who he is. And it sounds like that's the case. I would, I'm still going to be, you know, glued to the, to the TV or my computer or my phone or whatever it is. If he comes out of retirement, I just hope he doesn't. I see what you're saying. I I agree, but also if I have the chance to watch a Shawn Michaels match in person, I don't care. I want to see sure. it. Um, sure, I get it. And yeah, I think, and that's where how I feel with this uh, Undertaker Triple H match as well. It's it's nostalgia, and it's it. I like that they're billing it one last time, even though that that means nothing in wrestling either. Um, but no, I'm excited. I think it, I'm also I looking forward to the I cruiserweight match. It's sort of how different you've got on the same show, sort of this 205 cruiserweight match, which I think could steal it. And the two legends, there's room for everything in wrestling. I think. Exactly. Exactly. There's room for everything. And, you know, you talk about like, you know, retirements don't mean anything nowadays. Uh, once in a lifetime or last time ever doesn't mean anything. I realized recently, remember Rock versus Cena? They said it was once in a lifetime. Yep. And, and then, then the next, next year. year. <laughs> right. But the joke is, the first year it happened, it was on April Fool's Day. Oh. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't believe it took me, you know, a really long time to actually be like, okay, you get a, you get a pass. Damn you, Vince. You win this round. I just love how everything is the first time ever. It's like the first time ever on SmackDown Live that we see John Cena versus Randy Orton. It's like we've seen the match like 50 times already, but it's the first time ever on SmackDown Live. SmackDown Live, right. They gotta, well, they got to find some kind of way to get your interest when you've, you know, a lot of longtime fans have seen that match probably 20 times by now. Absolutely. 
Um, do you have a, a personal favourite match? You say Shawn Michaels is your favourite of all time. Uh, do you have a favourite match personally? Yep. Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. Yeah. Um, I was there. Uh, you know, I felt like I was 12 years old again. Even if I wasn't there, you know, every time I watched that match back, those guys created absolute magic. Um, two of the very best to ever lace up a pair of boots. And I don't think, you know, being in the building at the time and just remembering how I felt, but also just watching the story unfold, these two just crafted masterfully, uh, that did it for me. It did it for me in a way that I don't know anything ever will. Absolutely. It's, it's hard you? to disagree with that. Uh, that's definitely one of my top ones. I have, I go on about on the show a lot, uh, Andrade Cien Almas versus Johnny Gargano from uh, the takeover in January. I that I saw that yeah. live. It's probably the best match I've ever seen live. Um, it was just fantastic, and we've we've had a year of some really really good wrestling. Oh. But that's yeah. the one I keep on going to. That's the one I I show people who who don't really understand wrestling, and they're like, why why do you watch this so much, and why do you then talk about it and put it online talking about it like well why i don't get it it's fake it's this it's that i go just watch this match with me like watch yeah. it with no um preconceptions or whatever just watch and because i say wrestling is art I, that's why i i like it i'm i'm an actor i like theater i like uh music and wrestling is much more that to me it's much more art than it is sport and that's oh, absolutely. And I say that to people, and they're like, "You're you're crazy. It's just it's nonsense or whatever." I'm like, "Watch this and tell me it's not art." And well, anybody anybody who uses the fake argument is in for a very rude awakening when they find out that Transformers is not a documentary. <laughs> like, that's what right? I say. Breaking Bad isn't a documentary about meth. It's... Right. <laughs> it's it's people playing characters. Like, if your big thing about pro wrestling is that it's fake, then fuck, you need to fucking pull your head out of your ass and ask yourself why you watch Friends or Game of Thrones or Harry Potter or any of that stuff. Completely. It's all fake. It's all fake. It's predetermined. It's special effects. Uh, I think wrestling... I think wrestling doesn't get the respect it deserves because for, like, a hundred years, it was the best-kept secret in entertainment. Sure. And because it got out uh, relatively recently as far as... Um, the lifespan of all of pro wrestling, people still tell you it's fake, like that's some kind of newsflash. It's like, no shit. Yeah. Like, I don't stand outside the theater of Star Wars and being like, you know uh, Luke doesn't really know the Force, right? Yeah. You know the Force is real. Like, don't be such a fucking, you know, let yourself have some fun. Let people enjoy things. Let people enjoy things. Don't yuck on my yum. Absolutely. Um, and finally, I just want to ask do you have uh, obviously this must be one of the top things but do you have a just a favorite moment in your in your wrestling career oh man whether um, that be in the ring or just uh emceeing or calling a match or tough enough rock promo whatever just a favorite moment or is there too many to pick from i mean i'm very grateful that i've had a lot of moments that um I have literally had to remind myself out loud that I wasn't dreaming. Um, I'll share 
I'll share three of them real quick from different points in my career. Uh, When I was still super green, I was wrestling for less than a year. And I was in my first main event. Uh, I was part of a tag team. And me and my tag team partner were wrestling the New Age Outlaws um, in Bakersfield. And it was on my birthday. So... Just all things. Oh, and I and at the time this meant this was a big deal to me. I mean, not so much anymore. But I got to win too. I got the pinfall on Billy Gunn. So, um, just at the time, I just remember being like that. I thought I thought at that time it was going to be like if this never gets any sweeter, then I'll have this moment. Um, Fast forward a couple years, I'm on Tough Enough, and I don't think this made it to TV. But there was this big banquet hall when John Cena was visiting. and so we were all having dinner. It was super early on in the show. And I just remember sitting at the table and like down to my left is John Cena. And then down to my right is Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I just remember like looking at Austin and looking at Cena and just kind of looking back and forth being like, where the fuck am I right now? Like, <laughs> look what's happening. And then this year I had a really spectacular moment when, um, again, if you listen to the Steve Austin podcast, uh, you'll hear how I hurt my knee. Uh, too long of a story to get into right now because we're about to, to wrap this thing up. But listen to it. It's a great story. Um, I was at Hood Slam as Bros with Joe Brody. I have a bottle of whiskey, and it's a 21 and over show. So I do the Hulk Hogan hand to the ear thing, and whichever side is loudest, I will go to that side of the ring and give them a shot of whiskey um, straight out the bottle um, with a spout on it. Um, when I hurt my knee, couldn't do it. So for the next several months at hood slam, I had what I called stunt bros who would come out dressed like me with the obnoxious hat and glasses and would do the booze thing for me. So at our July 4th show, uh, the last time I used stunt bros, my mom actually came out dressed as me and then proceeded to booze up the entire crowd. Amazing. And so just seeing her in, again, my hat and glasses and, you know, I spit the whiskey out like I'm Triple H and she actually practiced that. She wanted to do really well at that. So she, uh, you know, she did that and just the crowd just went crazy. They just went absolutely crazy. And then there was a point where both my mom and I got in the ring and kind of toasted the crowd. And that was just a, a really, really cool moment. And, my mom, both my mom and my dad have been super supportive of me with this whole silly wrestling thing. So they realized how important it is to me. And, you know, it just really helped me kind of get to this point, which again, on the eve of 2K19, uh, the deluxe and the woo editions coming out, it's been a hell of a ride so far. That's awesome. Your mom sounds badass. That sounds really, really fucking cool. She's an amazing woman. She really is. Nice. Well, thank you very much, AJ. Uh, just before we sign off, do you do you have any last comments about the game you want to make? Uh, anything you want to plug? Any upcoming gigs? Uh, it's it's your time, so literally anything you want. Yeah, well, just in short, uh, if you pre-order WWE 2K19, you get Ronda Rousey, you get Rey Mysterio, uh, you get to play four days early. Um, so again, you and I are recording this on Thursday, October the 4th. Uh, the pre-orders come out tomorrow, Friday, October the 5th. If you haven't pre-ordered, then the game is out worldwide on Tuesday, October the 9th. 
Um, coincidentally, it's Hood Slam's biggest show of the fall, the same day the Woo and Deluxe Editions come out. So tomorrow, um, you know, if you happen to be in the San Francisco Bay Area, Hood Slam's biggest show of the fall. It's called Fuck the Fans because we don't do the show for the fans. We do the show for us. And interestingly enough, we sell out almost every month. Nice. So Fuck the Fans 9 is tomorrow. You can get your tickets by searching Hood Slam on eventbrite.com. Um, I'm on social media. I'm as interactive as I can be. Twitter and Instagram is at AJ Kirsch. That's A-J-K-I-R-S-D-H. Uh, Facebook.com slash I am AJ Kirsch. And then follow Brosif as well. Um, he's kind of a dick, but he's, he's a fun follow. Twitter and Instagram at Bro J Brody. And Facebook.com slash Brosif Joe Brody. Awesome. That sounds great. Thank you so much for your time. I just want to ask you one last thing. We always okay. sign the show off with a song. Favorite Nickelback song, go. Oh, God. You can't make that one. <laughs> Man. Um, there's... I mean, lately it's been If Today Was Your, <clears throat> if today was your Last Day, uh, just because I usually, if I'm just feeling super grateful about anything i just like listening to that song so we'll right now I mean, it depends on my food but right now i'm going to say if today was your last day but you can't take away from the artistry of the beautifully titled something in your mouth so there's that too <laughs> well we can start with one end with the other how about that i love it love, I love it. it thank you so much uh for your time uh i hope you get a chance to play the game tonight i'm I have the whole day off tomorrow, so hopefully I get hold Lucky. of a copy and get to play some of it. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, it's going to be weird playing as you now that I've spoken <laughs> right. to you. Uh, yeah. So that's going to be pretty enemies, cool. If I have any enemies, I don't, you know, if I have any enemies out there who are getting 2K19, joke's on you, you're playing as me. <laughs> Just on mute permanently. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thing, exactly. Okay, well, have a great night. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, follow us uh, every Thursday up next, uh, Forever Young. We're covering NXT, the May Young Classic, 205 Live. Um, follow Post Wrestling, uh, where John and Way have a multitude of shows. Uh, Rewinder Raw. Uh, Rewinder Smackdown. Uh, their pay-per-view reviews. Join, sign up. Patreon, um, postwrestling.com, at postwrestling. I'm at Davey Portman. Once again, it was at AJ Kirsch. Um, thank you so much. Ahoy! Got to meet the honey with the million dollar body. They say it's over budget, but you pay her just to touch it. Come on! Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.